and then ate three cookies. <sighs> because I'm like, that's when you eat cookies. I should have eaten cookies, and I ate cookies at three in the morning. Well, everyone's got to do your own thing. I guess so. I didn't like it at all. I was pissed about it. I didn't even brush my teeth after. I just... That's disgusting. I just put my mouth retainer back. I rinsed my mouth out of the water, though. <laughs> Why'd you go through the trouble of rinsing out your mouth and then not even... Because I wanted, like, the chunks out, but... Joey. It wasn't clean. That's, That's why I, I brushed my teeth immediately when I got up this morning. After I pissed in the sink. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you say Cass is a bro, but she can't handle yeah, a little can't pissing this, in the huh? sink. A little pissing in the sink you can't handle, Cass? No, I can handle it. Sure. I can handle it, but I was like at the same moment making breakfast. The avocado toast like right next door. I was it's, thinking, and I like bread you know right sometimes I like <laughs> drop a little piece of avocado and then I put it still back on your toast, and I don't want your pee to contaminate. That's true. That's your true. avocado toast. And the bread was right next to the thing, so I don't blame you. I also in my head for a second I'm like this is a little risky, but we're gonna do it. And it's like if I was, would you pee if I was in the bathroom with you? If I was like brushing my teeth, would yeah. you pee? Well, we, I kind of like that we don't really have that kind of friendship. You're like, I'll wait for you to leave the bathroom before I pee here. Well, no. I mean, I'm just saying I would. I'd probably, though, if we were doing Joey it. Joey doesn't have any shame. He would uncork one right in front of you. <laughs> he doesn't even care. <laughs> uncork one. It's <laughs> <laughs> my superpower. No shame. Actually, a lot of shame. Mm. But No shame uh, kind of is a superpower. I think it goes along with what we were talking about, how I was saying to you. I'm like... Um, you know, I really have come to a place where I don't give a fuck what people think, mm. but I think more than ever, I care how they feel. Yeah. Like, yeah, and yeah. that is like a, well, you can feel what other people feel. You don't It's selfish. Yeah. It's, it's I don't want people to feel weird because I feel it too. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I try to enter a room and make people like feel good. You guys have the same effect on people. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of us are trying to like, uh, no, use our powers of manipulation no. to put people in a weird like power struggle with us. No, not at so, all. Yeah. I kind of feel like when, when I go into the room, it's like, yeah, I kinda, it is a little low. Uh, I feel like, I kind of feel like when I go into the room that I'm just trying to like hop on board with whatever's going on and, and enliven it up at the same time. Like you want to ride the wave, encounter the wave and ride the wave at the same mm, time. Yeah. And you do really care if like the ship's, you know, I feel like you more than anyone, like every person you meet, you brighten their day. And it inspires mm -hmm. me because sometimes I'll see you brighten someone's day and then they come up to me like we're on a line and they're like, their energy goes from like, ah, like I was talking to Joey to like, what, what do you need? <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely, and I say this at my serving job too, because people are like, oh, you're, you're a really great server. Da, da, da. And it touches my heart. I'm like, that's so nice. I'm like, honestly, it just helps. I genuinely like people. Like, I just like people. I like kids. I like people. They're like, they're the best. What about old folks? Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> know, right? They're fucked up, Fuck man. <laughs> They're twisted. They look so fucked up and old. <laughs> their They're ears like, are down to their goddamn nipples. They look it's goddamn like, dehydrated. Yeah. <laughs> they need magnesium. They, they more than anybody. Magnesium. Yeah. No, I actually, when, when we were talking to Devin yesterday and he's like, I, I'm not going to have kids. It doesn't mean I don't want to relate with them. I was like, I kind of don't want to relate with them <laughs> yeah. or have them. But I was like, the way I treat old folks is I think like how you and Devin look at kids. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, we need to have friends that are older and like, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Old heads are the fucking best. They need, and they're like, like kids. Yeah. And talk yeah. about make, you don't even have to make people feel comfortable they because they're already comfortable in their own skin. They've had how many decades of doing this thing. So it's yeah. like, they immediately make you feel comfortable because they're just more solid and yeah. what's going on or what's not going on. It does scare me. A little. I mean, I th I'm assuming as I get older, I'm going to gravitate more towards old people because I guess scares me a little bit being old or being with old people. Cause you're like, it's like the end of the line and yeah. it's like, Oh shit, this is like, this is where you end up. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, this is yeah. where I'm, I'm going to be like, huh? What'd you say? Like, <laughs> like if For, you're fucking lucky. forgetting everything. Yeah. And like, That's like, cool. Although what I do aspire to do is like, we met somebody like Tommy mm. and Tommy was like, so with it. Like when we met him, Tommy had, it was 67 years old. Yeah. We yeah. met him his 67th birthday. Yeah. 67th birthday. And, 
he's just telling stories. And yeah, sure, he's like missing a little bit of like the the like old people kind of. You just miss a little more awareness of the situation. Yeah. But he's so on it. I was like, oh damn, this is a, he's doing bombaclot voices, and yeah, I'm like fucking yeah. cracking up. I'm like, this sixty-seven year old is literally making me crack up. Oh like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was the best. So that's how I want to be. Sixty-seven even doesn't seem old to me anymore. No, that's not like at how all. everything's shaping up. To, to me. me now, like old is like eighty-five and above. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the bar keeps getting raised because like Mick Jagger's still out there mm-hmm. doing his thing at eighty. Bob Dylan's still doing his thing. Like these people are still out there doing their thing on a high level. Willie Nelson's still doing his thing at ninety. Age mm-hmm. is like so much more than a number. It's like a spirit. Yeah. Like I've met some really old young people where mm-hmm. I'm like, You are such a grandpa. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Yeah. yeah. And they're like twenty three. And um, it's sorry, go ahead. That means that's it. My friend Cody. He's like, we've always called him like the dad of our friend group because he's just so literally like he never even became a teenager. I'm sure it's because of his traumatized childhood, but he like yeah. barely became a teenager. Like we had fun and he did and, and, you know, we did do a lot of crazy stuff. But immediately after, like once he got out on his own in a way, it's like he's like now he's a job, a wife. He lives in a house. He has like all these plans. I'm like, Cody, can we fucking live a little bit? Like, Come can on, we? When's his birthday? September fifteenth, uh, September twenty-eighth. Oh, okay, so I guess that's Libra. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but he's uh, yeah, but yeah, I think there's a lot of older and younger folk. Like it does, I think life again, it's like that spiritual journey of uh, awakening, and it's like if you can awaken on uh, you just want your journey to to go hand in hand like i'm sure i'm gonna hit like a, a four, at 40 or wherever it is it's like a peak of like okay my maturity is kind of met with my growth if that makes sense or i don't know how i'm putting it i don't know yesterday i called my mom to say hey thanks for giving birth to me because she always forgets my birthday i love her though um, <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you have one kid how hard is it to remember her birthday but mm. um i called her and i was like thanks for giving birth to me one or whatever <laughs> and she's like you know 35 is like we used to be really bummed and uh ad agency because she worked at an ad agency she's like we always used to be like really bummed around our birthday because 35 is like the year where they stop really caring about you and i'm like that's actually a relief like you're no longer the target market for advertisers yeah that's pretty sweet that's awesome yeah i don't they don't need they don't need me consuming their shit i've already made my brand loyalty decisions yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i was thinking about that the other day how like what I feel like has replaced religion in our culture is like the, the symbol of, you know, I'm a Coca-Cola person, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like I'm a Pepsi person or like, or I'm a, a nature's promise organic person yeah. or whatever it is. Like we like are aligning with uh, brands as our our idols. Yeah. Like these, these and They're symbols. playing us like fools. And yeah. uh, one way to know is, what is this, like May 20th? About 10, 11 days from now. Uh, everyone is going to change their whole thing to that they've supported gay rights and they're all about gay rights <sighs> and pride and everything's going to be rainbows and pride. All these corporations that couldn't have given a fuck about their rights, their struggle, anything. Once they once they got their rights and the struggle yeah, was kind of behind exactly. them, they're like, that's a target demographic. Totally. <laughs> and people fucking fall for it, hook, line, and sinker. Oh, yeah. Like, like any of these are good people. They're well, exploiting workers. And they're exploiting, like, optics. They're like, okay, this is optically yeah. what could make us look better. Look good. Yeah. And it be- yeah, exactly. And, and But the optics stop when it comes to class war. If, you know, they will, any corporation will fucking hang their hat on and pretend to be a supporter of some marginalized compu- community unless we said, well, can we just make that marginalized community poor people, the, the people you exploit? Yeah. It'll never be that. No. Yeah, you'll never hear Workers' History Month and all these all these jobs you know yeah. all these all these companies saying cool we're going to pay you better we're going to take care of you we're going to do better benefits Stop poisoning nothing you. it's all surface level it's all meant to to keep you on one side and you on another one and and trust me they got products for both of you they <laughs> totally. own the company they that own, owns both the companies they own the organic company yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah they're like oh what what do you need we're going to sell it to you no matter what no matter what <laughs> we're going to find your your niche and make you feel like oh you're beating the system but no you're just feeding it yeah yeah exactly yeah they yeah it's crazy i mean they just they really don't care and also like again the more you identify with things outside of yourself 
the more you build the character, sure, it can be a really fun journey to build a character and be like, I'm this guy. I wear champion or I wear whatever the fuck it is. Like, mm. I wear fucking Grateful Dead tie-dyes, whatever it might be. Like, the more you're doing that, the the more you're squelching your weasel, your little you inner soul. You're like, you got your little... You know, it's tainting who you are because you are just so expansive. You don't, you don't really define any these things. Sure, they kind of attract you, but like you as you are, just come naked, and that's the mm. best version of you. I know it sounds weird, but it's true. It's like don't squelch the weasel. Don't squelch the, the weasel. Don't <laughs> squeal on the pusher. <laughs> <laughs> don't squeal on the pusher. We're having a funny time. Like this has been. We're on a wild road trip. We're currently in Kentucky, Louisiana. Louis. Louis oh. I don't know. Wherever that is. Cass just named two states. Yeah, Wait, what are we? We're, we're in Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky. I, what was is, like, I was like, that didn't sound right. Yeah. You hot girl, hot what girl, the you We're in Kentuckyville. Wait, are we in Kentuckyville? No, we're in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> we're in Kentuckyville, Louis. We're in Louis, Kentucky. <laughs> we're in St. Louis. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Louis- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit this okay. fucker. Sometimes we're just slip out weird. Yeah. Uh, I'll trust that people uh, we, know We've that. been out here for a week, and it's already melted into, like, uh, you could have told me this was a month. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to keep track of day. even where we are. Yeah. Um, I like that. But, yeah, it's been less than a week, and we've already filmed so much beautiful, magical stuff. We are on the quest of uh, the mystical America, and we're finding it. Yeah. And as much as we're making this movie, it's making us. Well, making Do you feel that? Do you feel this yeah. movie making us? Uh, uh, to a level I thought we would never hit the whole trip, we fucking got into like day one. Yeah. So. Literally. The fucking truck stop was a great morale boost because like we're like, all right, fine, let's just catch the sunset. And then I'm like, oh, cool. Well, this is the film. This is like a little cosmic like uh, puzzle piece that they're just like, oh, here, where's this lie with you? Yeah. And we're like, oh, this is exactly how we felt about the film or how I did. The, the sunset I mean, the trucker guy was so awesome for me. It was Alyssa, the the trans girl. And mm-hmm. she, like, just, she just, the lighting, everything about what she was saying, I was just like, this is what we're looking for. You yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it finds you if you just are patient. Yeah. And that's all it is. And, like, thank God the fucking documentary gods blessed us right out of the gate. Because you can carry that, like, and I have done it, like, where you're just carrying a feeling through. Like, when we went to make American Sunset, we were, that was a four-day shoot. Mm-hmm. The first two days were a wash. I'm halfway mm-hmm. through the shoot, and I'm like, we haven't gotten the movie yet. You know what I mean? Like, I needed a blessing from the documentary gods. And then we got it in the form of, like, Cass, like, telling our subject, like, dude shape up or we're not doing well, no just like you're a magical wise being like let, just be that just show, stop just playing to the yeah. camera so yeah, much yeah. you know what i mean yeah. but like for this movie it's like you know we, we went out here like kind of like head spinning from this breakup yeah. and fucking all the insanity in our personal life and just even trying to arrange this is enough to make you go crazy so yeah. for right out of the gate for us to stop at a random truck stop just because it was sunset and get like really quality subject matter and like for people it was also just reassuring that people understand what we're doing you know they're like what is this and i'm like it's a movie called wild magic and they think for a second and then they just say something that needed to be said yeah like oh my god i fucking live for that stuff and it's so it's so hard because like uh you know you're, you're like what is the factor that makes that happen and i guess what i've realized is it's us and we just have to really 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 put our faith in this thing like what i was telling you yesterday like joey was his mind was kind of blown that like people quit nicotine from hypnosis Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and i'm like it's just a faith thing it's hard to describe but your faith is such a fucking powerful tool and wherever you point that your prayers start getting answered so if you if you don't have perfect faith or if you're putting your faith in a bullshit story about how you're a loser or things always go wrong, or it's Mercury retrograde, and therefore this is going <laughs> to, or whatever. You, wherever you point your faith, your prayers are going to get answered, totally. and, and they might you might be praying to the devil without even knowing <laughs> it totally. because you've pointed your faith to uh, Bud Light and Pride Month and yeah. and Ukraine and yep. the fight <laughs> and you know and and you know Joe Biden's the man and yep. you know Trump rules. Like you might have fucking really you know squelched that weasel. Totally, you know. 
Yeah, the thing with hypnosis is like we're we have so much subconscious programming running all the time. Mm -hmm. And so with hypnosis, you're able to tap into the subconscious and like put yourself into a relaxed state where you have more access to that and then reprogram your sub subconscious and mm -hmm. like reprogram your priorities. Because I think well, for you guys, not to speak out of turn, you're like, oh, nicotine would make me feel better in this moment. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the subconscious story you guys have yeah. running is like nicotine makes me feel better and I want to do things that make me feel better. And I think in, a, and then it, there's another layer of the subconscious story that is I'm addicted to this chemical. Yeah. 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 And so if you can get like a hypnotist mm. can bring you to like engage with your subconscious state and kind of bring that into the light, you can then also reprogram that so that when you like have the urge to grab a zip, the first thing that comes to your mind is not, I want to do something that'll make me feel better, but like, oh, I'm strong and capable and confident and happy where I am right now, and I don't need something to 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 make this moment better, you know? <coughs> Damn, you might have just gotten me. All you just have to add to it is a... Yeah. Well, I think also faith is like a very fluid thing where it's like yeah, it's going up and down. Your faith is changing as you're going. And like there's this one preacher, Adrian Rogers, he has a quote that I use all the time. He's like, faith is a lot like film. It's developed in the dark. Like, you have to go to sometimes to the darkest places in order to restore your faith. Mm. Like, you have, to, you have to get down to where it actually, your faith actually matters. Because if you're just lackadaisically going through life, like, letting faith sort of weave in and out. and It's like, you have to have purposeful faith in a way. And it's like, really remind yourself. Or you can get just swept up in the... Yeah, we were talking to Leo the other day, this guy that we uh -huh. met. Remember Leo? He was talking, we didn't film with him, but he was telling us how like really intense psychedelic journeys have like kind of made his life mm -hmm. so beautiful because he's so grateful. I didn't hear him talking about this. I didn't realize he was Leo was so cool. Leo I was really super liked cool. Leo. Yeah. And it just reminds me of things that we've said and, and done and just kind of like what Joey's talking about, like go into the darkness and you're like, whoa. Life can be really intense and scary and anxiety-inducing. Why would I try to do anything to enforce yeah. those feelings? And and us, like, going out on a road trip just with a car packed full of shit. Yeah. And, like, no idea who we're shooting or where <laughs> is us going into the darkness to restore our faith in our magic and what we do. Yeah, it feels like a trust fall into the universe. And yeah. Yeah, I've been... I, I don't... I want to say this in a way that's, like... I don't mean to like, I want to say it because I want to honor this moment that I feel like we're in. Because I feel like we are, I was saying this to Devin yesterday, like at the center of the Ikigai thing, you know, the, the Japanese Venn diagram of a way of being, which is, there's like four big circles and it's like, um, what you love, what you're good at, what makes the world money, or what, what, what makes the world better. And what makes you money? I think I said four different things. Mm -hmm. And then in the center of that, if you can kind of do all those things, that's your ikigai. So if you're like, oh, I'm really good at, you know, airbrushing. And it's a passion of mine and I love doing it. But now I'm going to do something that, you know, helps people wake up through my airbrushing message. And people then want to buy it. Then you like find your yeah. perfect way into the ikigai. Um, and it's like, I think... It's not bragging because I'm 35 and I finally feel like, whoa, I think I think I might be in the center of this Venn diagram. Yeah, and it'll change too. And and I'm and because I know it'll change and because I know this isn't like a stable like I made it. It's over. I can like take the moment to really appreciate it and honor it and be grateful for it because I know it's not like I'm the other side of a mountain or yeah. there's no resting on your loyals here. There's just like, whoa, I think I I think I'm in a moment where I happen to to be in the the mo in the center of the Venn diagram for the first time, and that's really cool, and I'm very grateful. And I I think like when you're when you're in the center of that thing, that's where all of the uh, like, I, and I can say from being in it right now, we're right we're right in the eye of the hurricane of that thing. It's filled with synchronicity and kismet and magic and uh, connection. And for just for the timing of all this to work out that like that's happening for us right now and we can speak to it and we know it's happening. Well, it's and very I, th special. I think like even even with the breakup we've gone through recently, like I think we're handling this breakup 
better because we don't really have a choice. And, yeah. But also because it's really cool getting older, you know? It's yeah. really cool having had the really hard gut-wrenching experiences so that when the next one comes, you're like, I could let this rock me to my core or I could just, like, witness it the way because that's an option, you know, to, to bear witness or to, like, really feel the weight of all the suffering. And, you know. Yeah. Uh, pain is inherent. Suffering is not. Yeah. Suffering is optional. It is. Well, we, we met, um, like, you, you know, and, and this is, like, I think the perfect way to speak to our lifestyle and what this movie is and everything is we, we had this one day where um, we're in West Virginia and we're trying to get to this Hare Krishna temple called the Palace of Gold. Mm-hmm beautiful place like huge destination i think it's the biggest Hare krishna temple outside of uh india oh, wow. so yeah so like it's a destination for people yeah if people that can't make it to india they try to make it to that place which is so weird west it's, virginia. In, it's <laughs> in the middle of fucking nowhere in west virginia if you can't make it to india go to west virginia <laughs> yeah you're driving through fucking hollers and dirt roads to mm-hmm. get to this place and it's crazy and you know we're like obviously that needs to be a destination for this movie we need to go see what it is you know it's, mm-hmm. it's probably really vibrating in a way that would make sense for this and on the way there we stop at the gas station to grab some ice and uh Cass comes running out she's like the guy working in there is is wild magic he's perfect he's like a twisted joker he he won't shut up and like Joey just grabbed the camera walked into this gas yeah. station you guys filmed with this dude for 20 minutes yeah. and we were our hearts were so filled and then we went up to Palace of Gold and we're like this is cool but it's very sterile and serious Serious. yeah yeah i mean this guy was living it he was like a walking sunbeam of joy and and just everything and he was singing a little song about him being from bangladesh and everything and he was just every and before we did a little tarot reading with our friend ari before we went on this trip and one of the cards that we said like what should we look out for it was like people with an open heart yeah was the energy so it was like when joey and i met him we were like we both right. were like, we got to film with this. Well, he's yeah. got one of the brightest, openest hearts I've ever seen. Yeah. And so it's that is what wild magic is. It's like, it's the guy at the gas station, not necessarily yeah. the guys in the temple. Because that's it, that's where the intersection of wild happens. It's not... Intersection, yeah. <sighs> Sacredness is not confined to the structures yeah. of dogma or uh, material whatever. It's, it's, you, you know it when you see it, you know, when you feel it, you know, when someone makes you feel their presence, that's magic. Magic is presence. So, um, that's what we're looking out for. And it's fun because we didn't even film at Palace of Gold after that. Yeah. We didn't even (laughs) end up filming that or whatever, but it is something, um, you feel and it's undeniable. So in that sense, it's, we're not even looking for it. It's just, it is. And then we're we take out the camera when there's a real gut feeling totally and we've been only been doing this for a week but like within the first day we knew like oh here's how we're gonna make this movie i think and, and that's oh, for, for me as the director that's really nice that's a good feeling to not be like stressing out on instagram like let's oh, find everyone that has yeah. mysticism yeah. hashtag in their fucking yeah. th- like no nah, that that ain't what this yeah. is yeah that you know and it's not what a lot of our movies are and uh it's harder to make these kind of movies mm-hmm. when it really comes down to it it's way easier to be like we have an interview lined up with an expert yeah. at this place they're going to mansplain what magic is and then we're going to watch a uh, fucking uh, chris angel ass fuck do a trick <laughs> you know what i mean like they're, they're you know or or then we're going to watch this guy chant in this holiest of places and this and that like everything's the holiest of fucking places yeah, totally. yeah. everywhere is what the fuck would make this marathon gas station any different than a temple on the top of the mountain? Totally. What makes it different? There is no difference. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's really, when you said intersection, that's that's where I think we're trying to reach is like the intersection between, because ma- I love going to the Palace of Gold too. I love meeting these people. Oh, and, yeah. And not to discount the amount of devotion that they put into it because they can get a lot from it too. It seems like their lives benefit a lot from it. But that being said, like mysticism or like spirituality or whatever you might hold sacred to your life isn't as always as insular as like the palace of gold or anything. It is at the intersections of literally the intersections, you know, but also like the intersections of spirituality and real life where you're actually living. Cause we're all in this world together. You can't, you can lock yourself away yeah. and be like, all right, cool. <laughs> these are my homies. We're going to fucking meditate for 
50 years <laughs> together yeah. yeah well and i think the the trap is like oh i'll find god when i go to this temple or yeah. i'll find god I after i do this that. amount of mantras no like you are god god is right mm-hmm. here it is it is but sometimes those mantras help not saying they don't but definitely uh, not saying they what don't I'm, i think to your point like kind of what the christians and the catholics do the way and this because this is the faith i was brought up and they pull the wool over your eyes thinking that christ consciousness only exists within the confound the confines of that yeah. place yeah when in actuality if you're accessing your Christ consciousness, you see it everywhere mm-hmm. in everyone. And yeah, it's interesting that people seem to want to gatekeep access to God. Or well, something. of course, it's extremely profitable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to yeah. hang on somebody, and not just somebody, to hang on generations of people for thousands of years. That when you die, there's a heaven and a hell, and if you're not doing our prescription for life, you're going to hell. Mm. And guess what? Our prescription for life requires you to give us 10% of your income. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I don't know. That's a pretty good scam. Even at the know, that's pal- up there with crypto. Even the palace of gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even with, uh, it's up to me. It's easy. It's quite simple, actually. You know, uh, we simply make generational yeah. <laughs> wealth. That's it. You know? That's it. And that's the only it. way to do that is by not doing any work whatsoever yeah. <laughs> or putting anything positive into the world. It's by trading shit coins. No, but it was so interesting to go to the palace of gold and like, I'm glad Cass brought it up once we left. I was like, it's very interesting to have that intersection again of like money and spirituality. They're like, yes, there's like five, five pounds of gold in this palace that you're standing in right now. Each part these marbles are flown in from different parts of the world. And this was a gift from Henry F. Ford's son. And I'm like, didn't he hate Jews, but whatever. And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and, uh, definitely. No, but like it's even the donation box when we were in the middle part, like of the palace of gold, it was like, it was filled. And I was like, not that I see it as a bad thing, but it's just, it was a tide. Even the guru had a Rolex on his fake that, body. That's of what course. got me. Yeah. Of that's course. where I was like, it's, it's interesting to me. For, yeah, for even for some, like, uh, Saudi Ruchi, the, the man we met, yeah. he was so, so incredibly awesome, a devotee to life, and, yes. and it really has the intersection of, like, Hare Krishna and life and, like, really living it. He uses it as one of his tools to get through life. Yeah, and even he, it was like, in my dreams, uh, the guru came up in a golden limousine and said, hey, thanks for all your work, and yeah. then got in the limousine and left, and that was it, because he was at an intersection. That, that was in life. real life. He, no, 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 a gold. He said it was an all gold limousine. Yeah. Oh, limousine. I thought I thought it was a, a really happened. No, okay, my confusion. Sorry. No, he, he was. I didn't saying, mean to stop your. No, it's fine. He he was saying he was saying how he was like so he was had devoted so much time into these things and he was like oh really 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 and and then he finally found a dr- or there was a dream that like showed him he comes out comes out of the all, the all gold limousine and says like thank you for your service and he's like that's when I knew I could still continue on mm. and then. Yeah, I th- yeah I think that's just like who we are. Like we're very much aligned with Sadaruji. Like yeah. he is, like the no bullshit. Like I'm not cutting my hair. I'm not like, shaving my head. If I hang out there more than three days, they make you shave yeah, up. So I yeah. just leave every three days. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's cool, it's cool, and yeah. he's still, still put in the hours. He's like, sometimes I would just come up here with a mortar and fix yeah. the wall here, and he's like, if I wasn't gonna do it, no one was gonna do it. I think we were all really taken aback by what can be accomplished with devotion that and blew me away i think yeah. and yeah. i think that a lot of people who didn't maybe have marble or tile or painting skills yeah. or oil painting skills came together and with their devotion to this um to the Hare krishna chan and to this uh particular leader pradipad and were able to like incredible feats just it, incredible that, that's what i was blown away by was more just like the human like wait people that didn't know how to construct anything made this thing like that blew me away but yeah the rolex on the statue the like the displays of wealth the the you know the brags about all this stuff i'm like that pulls me further away from what this thing is all about but at the same time i understand what it is it is you know when a hypnotist uses the thing yeah all that stuff is is their version of that because they know um, somewhere deep down that America's values are based in that in greed totally. and wealth. And, and we, respe- uh, we, re- we respect material success. Yes. If you can create material success, we can we liken that to spiritual success. Yeah. So we're more likely to trust yeah. someone who has 
well been the master of the universe if you can master the universe to have you know however many um rolexes or whatever it is we're like you're powerful and if you're powerful we want some of that power and if it's through you know hari krishna chance we're going to be like okay that's what we want it's just it's just one of those factors that just yeah. draws you to it a little bit more like oh there's there's wealth here there's gold here it's very mm-hmm. shiny like it's very alluring whereas like your boy jesus was not hanging out in those places mm-hmm. or doing those things. Mm-hmm. He was living wild magic. He was mm-hmm. going around performing <laughs> miracles yeah. at gas stations and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> turning, yeah. Turning C4 into water. Yeah. <laughs> he was fucking turning sand into meth. Yeah, bucked up. <laughs> he, he, like, he could sand do anything. <laughs> he could do anything. Yeah. He was the fucking man. Yeah. You know, and he was chilling with fucking homeless people, and he was a homeless person. He yeah. was hanging out with prostitutes. He wasn't trying to say like, "Look at my accumulation of wealth." No, you know, there, there wasn't. It didn't, and it didn't help him that he didn't do that. Jesus al- was way cool. Yeah, yeah, and also I feel like these these religions or whatnot, whatever you want to call it, or you know, mode, modalities of life, you have to actually integrate the material element and money to it, or it's gonna, or you're gonna get outmarketed by Scientology. Yeah, yes, you know, exactly. You, you actually need like Hare Krishna's in the San Francisco good. and everything, you know. To to do it, or else other people will go somewhere else. It's not going. Ooh, it's what? Keep going. Okay, cool. Did you put your phone on airplane mode? Cool thing. But yeah, so no, I just I just feel like it's uh, the adjustment of uh, yeah, you like have to do that, and I think it's an admirable admirable thing, and I think it's helped a lot of people that you know modality of life, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, <laughs> we're back on video. We're back. <laughs> Happy birthday! Thanks, Joey. How rare we never get to just this is our podcast. Yeah, no, this is the Joey and Cass show. So, anyways, Bubble Buddies, what's it about? <laughs> <laughs> Peeing in the sink, having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> water, water. Uh, oh, we should talk about your water experience. Oh, water. Well, we need wait, wait, we'll for, wait Sean. for Sean for that one. Yeah, but yeah, no, I mean. This has been a freaking incredible trip so far, and you've really put in the the work as producer, craft service, uh, PA, uh, driver, uh, security, DIT, AC, AC, sound mixer. Actually, Sean's AC. Well, I no, lose you're charging AC the freaking batteries. Sorry, you're AC. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're Sean AC, gets so. one lens and he gets AC credit. <laughs> I'm like, this kid, <laughs> he carries the tripod once yeah. and it's like, oh, Sean's the AC. I will say, though, like, again, as a team, like, uh, it's it's a good good mixture of, like, we've all been in filmmaking enough that it helps the magic come through because we're like, oh, cool. We have the camera bill. Well, I need an ND filter. We know we've kind of stripped it down to the bare essentials and the, the skeletals of a film. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember when my first, um, this just shows how far I've come in even my thinking towards it. When the archive, my first film got into Sundance, it was playing before uh, a film by a guy that I love named Doug Prey. So I got to spend a lot of time with him. We mm-hmm. did seven screenings together and like I grew up on his movies and just love his approach and like. I remember him keep, he was just like, oh, the only thing I ever really even communicate to my uh, cinematographers is like loose, just keep it loose, really loose. Mm. And I remember that like bothering me. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't like that. I'm I'm almost the opposite. I'm I'm like composed. Like Mm. this is about, you know, composure and preciousness Mm. and all of this stuff. And I just couldn't, you know, believe that this guy who's now, he was my age now. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, was saying like, oh no, like you know, it's all about that. And now I'm like, it's literally how we've made like maybe the past f- ten of these is just like with a, just the spirit of looseness, not just in the camera work, but just in the approach to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, not making it anyone else's problem. Yeah, loose, it, not shaky. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and but I think yeah, I think this has been interesting because it's the loosest we've ever approached. Like, I'm glad I'm a sound mixer because there's barely even pr- any producing to do on this because it's like, okay, we just need to figure out the next place we're going. There's not a lot of, like, lining stuff up ahead of time because we're kind of trusting with the – trusting in the magic for the most part is, like, inherent to this. Yeah. 
for some reason, the magic isn't allowing us to record videos on these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Did, was it, did you just... I don't know. I didn't check, but... Uh, I'll check. It, it's it, still it's probably... Maybe my phone's full and it's just like... Cut. No, it's still going. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know when we, it cut we, off. Yeah, it might, it might cut just off. be... Yeah, it might we just might be able to salvage it and there just be a little gap without yeah. video. Yeah, yeah. Worst but. case, it's audio only. Yeah. Worst it's, case, it's just for the homies. It's just for the... And also, I, I will say... I think Ganesh has been following us and getting inside of our electronics. My toothbrush has yeah. been uh, compromised. Why Ganesh? Ganesh uh, is the removal of obstacles. N- no, removal of obstacles. N- not the also the provider of them. You know, <laughs> Ganesha comes along to you know give you the obstacle, but also remove. I'm it. not kidding. I really felt like that. That's why when we went to the Mystic Valley after the t- Palace of Gold, like I got the beads, those like two beads, and I was like, oh shit, I think Ganesh is following. It felt yeah. like. Yeah. Oh, you can call that in. I mean, yeah, Ganesh is one of the millions of gods yeah. that's in you. Yeah, you, know? and it was you just, can call on him. Yeah, it was it was fucking with the 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 uh, the camera. The yeah. but again, providing these obstacles uh, in order for us to grow more and like and learn from them and everything. And that's why these gods are useful. Yeah. And that's why why uh, you know the Hindus are. It's like I get really caught up in their mythology because I'm like, oh, it's just like very crafty ways. To not sit there and curse the universe and curse God and curse yourself and all this, but like kind of the way astrology helps me too is just is just be like, oh, I know what this is. I I, I have some sort I have some sort of um, story to attach this to. This is the spirit of Ganesha. Yeah, I'm I'm being given a challenge. This challenge, this obstacle will be removed at some point. I'll be able to move forward well, even better than I was. That's all we're doing in life that's really really it's why stories have have lasted for as long as humans could speak or write or any of these things like we have to tell ourselves a story like what's in your head of brain is really just a very powerful computer and storyteller machine that what you put in it it's going to make sense of and like i always use this example like when you wake up in the morning even how we got to this couch today to do this podcast we woke up i went to go pee in the sink Uh, (laughs) you know uh whatever you might go do you think all of these things led you to right where you are right now listening to this podcast or sitting where we are recording this podcast really in reality everything that happened had nothing to do with you with your day it's no order at all you're just experiencing the moment and the moment is still the same nothing has changed Mm. other than the story that you've told yourself from the past six hours since you woke up mm. and so getting here it's like a storyteller machine that's why religion's so powerful because we all need stories we need beliefs and if you don't have those you're very impressionable and it's like very vulnerable and open up to you know propaganda uh, propaganda advertising consumerism yeah depression yeah anxiety you know being pulled every which way by social media Mm -hmm. all of that stuff and i can only speak to it because i've been victim to all of it i am victim (laughs) (laughs) yeah um uh you know what i thought was a really interesting thing that the that the Hare krishnas were telling us was like that we're we're sculpting our next life in this life with all Mm -hmm. of our actions i really think that's beautiful that's beautiful guidelines Mm -hmm. like everything that they do I'm very drawn to because I I think there's a inner devotee in me that really just wants to let go and go into that life and like that's why when we had that crazy ceremony uh, uh, with Robert Ryan who made this and Cass was dying and Robert was chanting the whole time like I was locked in it was one of the best mushroom trips I ever had even though it was the most intense by far is because I had that and I was locked into the chanting. You do really well with the structure. I, I do really well with it. And I, I do really well with like these stories and figuring out how, okay, they're not literal, but I see how that applies to my life. And I see, oh, I'm sculpting my next life and what I, what I get spit back out as in my next life by my actions in this life. That makes me want to live with more intention. Totally. You know, that, that helps me keep me on the rails a little bit. Same with, I mean, karma. We've talked about this recently is like stealing. Like I stopped stealing at 19 or 20 and the way I literally got off it was, I don't even know if I believe, I don't know if I actually believe in karma at all, but I do because of the actions (laughs) that I, no, I'm serious, but, but no, I'm serious. But then also at the same time, like the mode I use it and I really believe in it. Like that's how I don't steal. I'm like, Oh, this makes things. Uh, and whether I think about it like this, like when I steal, my brain is just, you're more apt to tune into those energies because that's the frequency that you're vibrating at or that's the headspace you're in. But also like 
it's just I I just I abide by it. I do believe in it. It's weird. Yeah. I definitely do. It's maybe one of the only things I believe in because yeah. I felt it firsthand. The like the experience of lived karma in each moment, you know. Yeah. And um, damn, I was just gonna say um, I don't know. Karma is just a seed. Like yeah. like I don't even think of it as something you could believe in or not believe in. Like. It's everything it, everything you say or do is a seed and seeds grow and they grow into things that bear fruit and do you want to bear fucking rotten disgusting fucking fruit <laughs> yeah or do you want to bear fruit that that totally. can really beautify like, your life positive yeah. intentions and uplift people yeah. yeah you know gratitude positive intentions like yeah you're casting prayers into this world and they can be prayers of fear and anxiety and yeah. stress and this yep. isn't going well or it could be like Oh, it's everything's happening just on time, right on time. Everything's perfect. Um, The last time I stole, we didn't win a job that I was sure we were going to win. And I'm like, man, I I haven't stolen something in forever. And I like we were buying wood from a place and like we bought four bundles and there was only five left. And I'm like, I'm taking all these. They don't know how many are out here. And then, like, we lost a gig the next day, and I was like, I blamed that. I, I don't, don't wanna... even remember this. Maybe you didn't even tell me this. No, because I beat myself up over it. I was like, oh, that's the reason, because I was sure we were going to get this gig. I was just like, it just there was a good rapport. Everything was just lining up, and then, like, the night before they were awarding the job, fucking, I took this bundle of wood. <laughs> and uh, the bundle would fuck you. Yeah, I mean, in a way, I'm not gonna be. I, I don't know. I need. I don't need to be that literal about it. But it is a good no, reminder to yeah. be like, you know. And, and even if you don't need to take it to like a, a mystical place with it, we live in a society. You know, like we live in a society. Let's let's help try to keep this thing on the rails. Totally. I've done my destructive part of my life where I was trying to fuck shit up. That was my teens and twenties. Like I'm trying to do something different now i'm trying to live with more intention yeah it feels like each moment is like a car you're in the karma of all previous moments yeah you know and so there's this kind of awareness that can come that you're just like okay i just want to put out more good energy than bad energy like i can't i don't i'm don't know if i'll always be good but i at least want to make sure that i'm that the scales are bent towards good because you can't it's hard to handle the amount of karmic uh repercussions yeah, of of planting bad seeds because it's it is karmic repercussions. It's just repercussions in general. It's like if you sow bad seeds into your relationships, they're gonna come back at you full force. Or if you if you go out into the world again stealing, like that's not the vibration that you want to go out on, and that's not the uh, that's not the intent you want to bring to the world. And I hate to bring it as corny as Gandhi, but like what you put out, like be the change you want to see in this world. You really will see the change. Like you really will. Like as you start to do that. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't even, I don't even, I'm very conscious of like my, my karmic relationship to the moment or like my, my, and like, I don't even throw zips on the ground. I'm like, I don't even really know how I stopped doing that. Yeah. And I I realized what, that I was doing it, that nicotine and so many of these chemicals we bombard our systems with make us less conscious people, Uh, you know, cause there's something so disposable about a little thing you put in your mouth for fucking 10 minutes and just be like, whatever, I'll just throw this anywhere. And I did do that for a few months. I'm like, then I was just like, wait, and I just started putting them in my pocket. I put and it in the little tiny pocket of yeah, the jeans. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, but I realized I was like, what these, what these chemicals can do to you and, and what some of these bad habits can do to you and the, and the bad karma that they can start in your yeah. life. You know, and just being a, like a, a less mindful person, you know, and, and being like, whatever, I'm polluting my body. I might as well pollute this fucking planet. Yeah. And it's just, a, it's not a good mindset. And yeah. It's good to be, to check yourself every now and then. We're definitely yeah. in the human predicament and like, it makes us feel like we need things, but at our best, we don't need anything. Mm-hmm. And so the amount of things that you think you need to cut mm-hmm. down on those things is like, I feel like that's kind of my hope and mission in life is just to need less and then consume less and then offer more and like kind of work on that balance in particular um Mm. but yeah it's we're so human it's all good like you know but i i want to get better at hypnosis and when you guys are ready i could we could do some like nicotine hypnosis yeah 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 things i mean something my dad always says is like and it always makes me feel really uh and, and i just feel like everyone needs to hear it it's like he's always constantly reminds it's like a reminder we'll always say is like I am enough. Like 
exactly as you are right now, who you are in this moment. Like it's so easy to be like, I need you know to get my relationship better with karma and my my goals and my ikka guy and blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> it's like no, but really, it's like right now in the moment, you're enough. You're like doing your best and yeah. just and it it doesn't mean slack off. It just means like you're perfect now. You don't need anything else. And every single time you do add to it, it's a human experience. But well, and recognizing that that's a trap thinking that yeah. like, Oh, I could be happy if something else was going on yeah. or if you know that, you know, you're always putting yourself one step away from perfection. There's nothing you're not doing that could, that could make the outcome better other than being less present and being more authentic to who you are in the moment and honoring that. But there's nothing you can be like, oh, my God, in the future, oh, when we're filming later at the laundromat, I'm going to have to be like this. I'm going to have to make sure that – no, you're going to be exactly how it's supposed to be. It's exactly there. And you're bringing all the right tools, and you're there at the right time, and you, and it's time to work, you know? It's time to get to work. Time, time to, to get, get to, to work. work. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think that's like we're all in a good place of like trust and magic, and this is like really feels like I don't think we could have made this movie any sooner, you no. know? And so – there's just something that feels like very right on time about it. Yeah. Mm. And and shout out to uh to our Sherpa in Ohio and oh, West Virginia, yeah. Jim. Jim Mad Boy. love to Jim. Thanks, he Jim got Boy. this trip started right. Like we we needed a little bit of a like cosmic father and he came in and, mm-hmm. and gave us pointed us in a few directions. He pointed us towards uh mystic valley which is so the palace of gold is at the top of the mountain and, and at the bottom of the mountain is like this fucking twisted hippie commune <laughs> yeah. called, called mystic valley and like i had no idea what no, we were rolling up either. on but our our friend jim um who's who's the guy that sings in wooks he sings at the end and he sings uh, old mm-hmm. chunk of coal in the mm-hmm. middle um he he told us about mystic valley and he was like you guys should go there you should check it out you should have space camp there yeah and I'm like, oh, this this place must be pretty rad, and it is. It's, it's very it, cool. It's it's one of the coolest fucking places. It's as stuck soon in time. as we got there, I was like, I want a trip here. Yeah. And I think that's the highest uh, Yelp review I could leave for you. <laughs> no, seriously. That, we, when you get there, you're like, I wish I was on acid right now. Literally, <laughs> we're at the water. I was like, this is where I'd want to have a come up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and these these guys are just like living on this piece of property, and they built a fucking legit stage. <laughs> like a like a makeshift amphitheater on the hill, yeah. And with just all this, just these synths and equipments and drum sets and guitars and like telling, these dudes are in their late sixties, early seventies. It's stuck in time. It's a place stuck in time. And it's they're telling insane. us about how they met George Harrison and yeah. the time they met Paul McCartney. And I was like, God damn, we're now one degree removed from like yeah. super Georgie idols. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And like we just hung out with these guys for a couple of days and shot them playing some music and. They just showed us kind of how they live, and it's just like such a freeing, like it's such a necessary thing to bear witness to, and that's why it'll be important to the movie. Just seeing like, hey, there are people that have completely trust fallen into this thing, and they're not without their struggles, but they have access to a level of happiness mm-hmm. that putting on the monkey suit f- fucking destroys. Mm-hmm. Like, just doesn't give you access to it. it becomes a fucking lost soul lost island you wouldn't be caught dead there yes yeah, exactly yeah. exactly so um yeah mystic valley west virginia and 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 the, even the idea of when we were there i'm like thinking about like we could fucking do a badass space camp yeah. here but i'm like i don't know who we could invite here this is not for the faint of heart and, yeah and, if, and it, again it's, <laughs> it's like, rugged if we brought a ton of people there it might be hard on the old souls they might need a yeah they, they might, might need say, a i little, need an in-breath i need an in-breath <laughs> i mean they're encouraging us they're like come here bring people here. yeah like, let's fucking party like they were so welcoming of yeah. us like we could still be there yeah they're just as, like no powder drugs. as soon as we got out of the car they're like oh y'all camping down here yeah and we're like, on your property, we met you one second ago. <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, uh, and, and I felt like kind of like, maybe we should. We probably should be camping yeah, here. Yeah, right. Like, this is like, this is legit. Yeah. Um, totally. And, and then. They played the most music, beautiful music. Yeah. Ever. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I feel like the synchronicities just keep coming. And then like on the Discord, Shanti was like, hey, if you happen to be coming through Cincinnati. And we were like, I looked at the the map and I was like, oh, we're going to Newport, which is right across the river from Cincinnati. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going there tomorrow. And then we go to Cincinnati and we pull over and just see these happy people dancing. And we're like, all right, let's film these guys. And then someone else from the Discord was like, I was just watching Wooks 
uh, and uh, Sweet Nothing yesterday, and then I saw you guys filming, filming. in Cincinnati. Yeah. You're in my city. That yeah. blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. blows my Well, I mean, we literally pulled into Cincinnati when we were supposed to go meet up with Shanti, and there was like 15 <laughs> minutes before the place closed that he was going to be. He was at a farmer's market. And so we just pulled over and we saw these people dancing. And I was like, oh, we're supposed to meet this guy, but I, I don't, we can't. We like, let's just do this. Like the yeah. first thing we saw. I was like, and, come on. And those women dancing turned out to be the North Side Witches of Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Totally crazy. What the fuck? And they're just be- just dancing ecstatically. And the whole community's coming and going. And it's right at beautiful sunset. And then Shanti just comes waltzing up and he's like, Hey, you guys want to chill? I've wrapped up my farmer's market thing. My friend lives right there. Like at the building we were parked outside of, he's like, my friend lives upstairs. Let's go. We go upstairs and all these, there's all these like mystical 23 year old kids (laughs) fucking hanging out. Aloha brother. Aloha brother. Like just welcomed us. Like we're sharing dabs. We're sharing Chicago. (laughs) They're making some sass tea. Yeah. We were having a great time. And one of the, the the dude's mom came home who like, who it's her apartment. And I'm like, oh shit, mom's home. We might want to get out of here. She turned out, she was like, she was the coolest one. She was the coolest one. So she was like, y'all chill. She yeah. got to know Cass. They're best friends. She's yeah. going to help us do some fundraising yeah. for our future projects. Like, yep. what that. the fuck? Yeah. That was a great night. It, great it night. was like, that was like a, th- I just described like a three hour yeah. swimming in synchronicity and yeah. magic and just one thing after the other, after the other. And to the point where like, I'm sitting there on the porch taking dabs with this kid I just yeah. met. And like the elephant in the room is like, Mare just dumped us and we're out here yeah. trying to capture magic. And like, I, I shared a little bit about the story and he was like, the exact same thing yeah. happened to me two months ago. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yep. And he described the situation and it helped me so much mm. because this kid, he's so young, but he's brilliant. He works in mental health and he was saying like, you know, what a paranoid break looks like and what it feels like and to be like on the receiving end of your partner and best friend having a paranoid break and like, you know, what you can do and all this. Stuff. It, was just, it was just like, how the hell? Like, I mm. could have gone this whole trip without telling anyone about that. Mm-hmm. And I happened to just like open up in a moment. And then this kid was just like offered me like this. This kid half my age offered me this huge sense of relief about life and uh, a zoomed out perspective that really helped me. Yeah. And, you know, and, and like that's just like I was saying, a three hour example of like what we've been living in, what we're conjuring. Well, I uh, think, yeah, I think there's something. Remember that video I showed you guys on TikTok that was like. He had this, like, four... Did I ever talk about this on the podcast? He had this, like, 440 hertz uh, tuning fork, and there's, like, a ball on it, and then he, Yeah, there's, like, like a ball leaning on a tuning fork. Like, a big tuning fork. Uh And then he has another tuning fork over here, and it's, like, a 520 or something. He hits the 520, and nothing happens to the ball. Then he brings a 440 that matches this 4042 tuning fork or whatever, hits this... And with the errors between, and then the ball just like goes like this. Uh, and and the point this Buddhist monk was saying is that like in order for you to receive energy, you have to be resonant with it. And so there's like this thing that's happening, like good and bad, you know, the bad energy and the good energy. It's something within you that you resonate with um, that we're just like, I really feel like we're getting drawn to the right people. Oh, like as God. we... As we prioritize our resonance, and that doesn't mean, I mean, Sean and I were fucking screaming each other's heads off in the fucking <laughs> camping site the other day. That's part of it, I didn't hear that. That's part oh, of you it. didn't when hear did that? that you missed that part, when Joey? <laughs> 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 you missed us screaming all at each other in the woods? No. <laughs> that's filmmaking. <laughs> that's filmmaking, baby. That's filmmaking, baby. <laughs> well, that's just to say, like, we're prioritizing a certain level of resonance and we deviate from the path constantly, but mm-hmm. that, but prioritizing coming home is like meditation. Meditation isn't like, oh, I'm having happy thoughts. Meditation is like, I'm in the chaos of my mind and I am prioritizing coming back to the breath. Mm-hmm. Like I prioritize the training of coming back to this moment in the breath, no matter what kind of chaos sweeps through me. And that's kind of like within our relationship, like Sean and I, have a very close working and intimate relationship and at times we're gonna like miscommunicate or need Mm -hmm. to like say some things or it not be pretty for a minute but Uh we like are prioritizing having a magical fun and funny time Mm -hmm. and if we both like prioritize that and show back up to it and it's so easy with joey because that's where joey pretty much resides all the time 
Yeah, Joey's Once like, in a while, Joey, like, Joey come on, fun and funny, fun yeah, and funny, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not really. Like, <laughs> he he is the 440 tuning fork with the ball <laughs> leaning against it. And like, we hit ours and we're like, it's not moving the thing. Like, we're, we're fucked up. You know? Well, that's no, where Joey's like, I don't even, you guys are. I, I think Joey was like, I'm just glad I'm not fighting with my girlfriend right now. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like, I don't really feel your bullshit. Yeah, but. yeah no. no and, kinda, and you will. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, of course. Um, you know, you, you can't you can't judge a relationship based on that. And you can't judge the quality of your life based on breakups like they yeah. happen. You know, totally. Um, it's sad, but it's it's really it doesn't have to be the end of the world. And uh, that said, I wouldn't rush uh through grief and yeah. I don't even think I've begun to process the grief that will come along with this kind of loss. Yeah. Like, even if we weren't romantic with Mare, the amount of time and physical space we shared together and psychedelic trips, which all of that, like speaking of karma, talk about amplifying that feeling and being able to instantly feel that you're where you're vibrating at and how it's, mm. and how it's being received and being able to make, in the moment adjustments we've done so much of that with mare and like i'm saying even if it wasn't a sexual thing and it was we would still have to grieve the loss of this friend so i'm not saying the grief won't come i'm just saying right now we're uh we're powering through and we're relying heavily on the angels like heavily and we're mm -hmm. praying to the angels every day every time we get in the car we say mm -hmm. protect us today show us the people that we should shoot with you know Let's have fun. We're, we're out here just trying to have fun to show other people that this fucking nightmare of a country <laughs> it has pockets of light all over the goddamn place. Yeah. They're everywhere. Totally. It's like fireflies. Yeah. And they just blink up and you can see them and then they go, they go dark for a second and then they blink up and you got to try to capture mm -hmm. it at that moment. And I know that sounds lame, but it's no. kind of the way I think of it. And we're, yeah, I, I, again, I'm, I don't know. It, it, the grieving thing, the the end of relationships, it can feel tragic, but when you've had the experiences we've had, and like this is what Cass means, like getting older is fucking awesome because I don't have to immediately turn this into the suffering yeah. that I've turned la uh, previous breakups into, yeah. Yeah. or turn it immediately into chaotic uh, distraction and over medicating with fucking indulgences, mm -hmm. you know. Um, we're we're just we're raw dogging it a little mm -hmm. bit, leaning heavily on the angels, and I will repay them with this this living momentum of of this summer monument. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'll repay them. Like I understand the the uh, the exchange that's going on here, the transaction that's going on here. Yeah. They're taking such good care of us. We're on the first week of what will probably be like eight weeks of shooting in total, maybe more. And uh, they've just provided so much for them that I'm indebted to them and I will make this the most beautiful thing we've made yet, mm -hmm. you know. And if they, especially if they keep providing the way they do. Mm -hmm. I mean, it <laughs> is they've been really good. clown time out here. It's just been so clown fucking town. fun America, and funny. Jack. This is America, this is America man. We Jack. can do anything. We can have a good time. <laughs> Getting a goddamn Nissan Rogue yeah. and drive across <laughs> the country, Jack. Come on, Jack. Come on, Come man. Come on, man. We got this. Come on, man. <sighs> yeah. Economy. <laughs> <laughs> we could fix it. $1.5 trillion <laughs> in debt. <laughs> I really appreciate being able to share our journey along the way and that if anyone who's interested in following along well, with us. Well, I feel yeah. like you dragged me kicking and screaming into the last podcast. They're like, oh, yeah. God, yeah. we're going to address <laughs> this. Like. Because there's things, there's a lot of stuff that's happened in our life that just we never talked about on here, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like we dance around and maybe like some people might pick up on like, but it's just like, let's just not broach that subject. And like, this is such a big one because Mare is a part of our life. And like, I just, but I was just like, once we're out on the road, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll just got to fucking do podcasts out there. We don't need to do one and explain to people what happened. Thank God we fucking did it because I was carrying such a fucking heavy weight and when we and, and last time we've had these these tragic breakups, we didn't have a fucking community of people. Yeah. So we do this time, and I forgot how they're the angels. Everyone was like, "You guys are gonna be fine. This is gonna be great. This is gonna be th this is the, the fucking impetus for what you needed to fucking call in the wild magic. You needed to go through a little bit of a dark night of the soul, even mm -hmm. if it was just a couple nights. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I just so goddamn endlessly appreciative of the people that are on our Patreon and on our Discord community and 
we've it's our goal to become in-person friends with anyone we can especially while we're out here on this trip yeah you know meeting shanti the other night incredible hanging out with jim it's it's so cool and we're gonna meet up with a lot of other people but mm -hmm. um yeah patreon.com slash church of chill uh we're going to be putting tons more stuff on there. We're out on the road right now. But me and Joey have a podcast called Boys Club. We're Boys gonna be Club. Logging some episodes. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Water, lots of water. Uh, we need to talk about water. We need to water. talk about the water, the water yeah, situation. Yeah, you guys should save that for Boys Club. Okay, okay. The water for situation. water people. Yes, I apologize, but <laughs> please, please listen. Please, I beg of you. <laughs> I beg of you, listen to Boys Club. Yeah, I beg of you, please listen to Boys Club. You'll be parched and then you'll drink a nice cup of water. Oh, <laughs> man. And our next episode will be episode 13 and... Uh, Hey, if you listen to the previous 12 episodes, uh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> there's enough to get us canceled for many lifetimes yeah, in there. Please do not cancel. Yeah, please. No, <laughs> no. this is America. Jack. No, no, no. This no. America, Jack. We can no. do anything. No. Yeah. Yeah. Step back. Yeah. Boys Club is like a it's secret time. Yeah. 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 We so. share our deepest, darkest secrets. Oh, my God. There's, uh, there's stuff I talked about a couple episodes on there that I'm like, fuck, that's out there now. I know. I, I, know. I, I every paid episode, for hand jobs. Every, every, every episode, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I just said that in public. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go deeper, yeah, too, because yeah. we're going to get your partner in crime, Seabass, on yeah. here. And you guys have some stories I'll make you tell. Those are, that's some secret, secret stories. Awesome secrets. Awesome, awesome secrets. secrets. Awesome secrets. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So we're going to go capture some wild magic. We're going to hang out with Devin today. Um, yeah, lots of updates coming on patreon.com slash church of chill. Uh, Joey does stand up comedy. Follow him at joey.lipps yes. on Instagram. Thanks, bro. And, um, yeah, he has beautiful photography on there as well as comedy. I'll have a know. comedy account at some point, but yeah. Just make it this account. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't. Right? Yeah. 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 You're one person. You don't yeah. have to splinter off your personalities. Uh, right? And okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. I think so. It's honestly a good reminder. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. We'll be out here all summer. Please send us your prayers more than anything. And we'll send guys. ours. Yeah. Yeah. We're praying for you. Praying for you. Peace, love, and magic, y'all. <sighs> you are enough. <sighs> Ay, ay, ay. <laughs>